Hey everybody, welcome to Seeker Insensitive. Uh, I always feel this need to like describe what this podcast is, but there's no point in doing so. Like that doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is that we are here today with Shoes Robinson, uh, here with his brand new album. Hey Shoes, what's up? What's good? How you living? Hi, how's it going? I'm trying to. My dog is stressing me out. Sorry, I'm gonna <laughs> close my bedroom door so maybe you can hear it slightly less um don't I'm, even I'm, worry if you need yeah. if your dog needs to be a special guest star then uh <laughs> i don't know people love that shit <laughs> fair enough yeah um yeah i'm I'm doing good how are you doing honestly great uh i'm very excited about your new album and i also realized that uh you were the fourth episode of the first season with uh-huh. of this with your last album yeah, so you're gonna be the fourth episode of this season with this one, and uh, so that feels that feels good to me. Like yeah. that feels good in my brain. Um, <laughs> but it was it was unplanned, but like, oh, just the the little victories. Uh, so yeah, uh, your new album, uh, Unmoored, or a list of things we left in the lake. Uh, before we get into like the track by track or whatever, anything you want to get across? Um, it's gorgeous. Uh, oh, like I really you. like your your graphic design on it. <laughs> thank you. Um, that's all soothing. Hey, uh, I mean, I like picked the font, I guess, but it's just Times New Romans. I I didn't really do anything. Yeah. I uh, well, I good picking. To... Fair enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was talking to soothing about it like right before the album came out, and I described them as sort of like the uh, unofficial art director of the oh, whole yeah. album cycle because they've it's from their book um hold on the i'm gonna give the title of it i should plug it because it's a really great collection of uh art hold on this is bad radio yeah i mean it's Uh, a free podcast so yeah uh oh (laughs) uh the name of the book is or, or collection is our planet has the wrong name and uh, the name that they released it under is Little Free Library, but it's a collection of like gorgeous, um, like collages with mostly a white background. Which, if you've seen the album cover or any of the singles, yeah. you know, you know. But, but yeah, they just like sent me this this file of like twenty pieces like that. I'm just like, ah, oh, use whatever you want. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it it was, it I think it ended up inspiring the vibe of the album maybe a little bit and then yeah. definitely the the music video that i did for fast car was i i initially had something a lot more complex planned and i was going to try and actually film stuff like a real you know but it, it was yeah. stressing me out and then i had this idea of like oh i could do you know inspired by the collage i could do a, a sort of found like a repurposing old footage and stuff and ended up being a lot yeah. of fun to do it looked really good too I enjoyed watching it. Shoot. That was I a mean, weird cul-de-sac I just went on, but eh. you know, it was gonna come up because we're we're we are gonna talk about the <laughs> album, so like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that said, this this album is uh notably uh less poppy than than either of your previous ones. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm weirdly happy to hear that because that was yeah. 100% the int- the intention like that was the, oh, the yeah. point I started from and uh I was listening to 
some of the songs for the first time in a long time the other night because yeah. by the time i actually put it out i've listened to them like 200 times and i'm sick of it but uh i was listening to a couple of them and, and i can hear in the last few that i wrote and recorded that like i was getting tired of that and like, <laughs> yeah i heard you know there's there's a couple that have like really big sort of pop punky choruses and like hooky guitar parts and i was like uh i don't know if i I don't know if I stuck to the theme quite as much as I wanted to, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> but no, I it definitely like, especially in comparison to the album before this, which uh, mm. people uh, it's called Ten Years In. There's a whole other episode of this podcast about it. You can go it's a good do that. episode. It was yeah. a lot of fun to record, right? I, I'm okay at this, <laughs> um, but uh, also you should just go listen to that album because it's great. Um, but like the, the first song I remembered hearing off that one and also my most played song of last year, uh, was Cherry Limeade and like the difference between mm. Cherry Limeade and Chit Tooth was just like, yeah, like, yeah, you, you did the Taylor Swift thing of just like, and now for something completely different yes. <laughs> um, and I love it. So good. awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I'm real into it and <laughs> I'm very proud of you and this album. Um, oh, thank you and I so. I will say there was there was a moment where I was like I don't know I've uh I've been sort of mentally preparing myself for this thing to come out and like nobody really give a shit about it which which is fine I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that as like a, oh feels feel bad for me like yeah. I, I made peace with that sort of thing a long time ago because you know I'm not I don't I don't like want to play shows or like network yeah or... the the act of being a musician blows making yeah, stuff is I, fun <laughs> and, and it and it stresses me out and i have anxiety and stage right like i just want to like make some stuff and then put it out there and if a couple of people are like hey this is rad that's fine but i did there was a point where i was like hmm i wonder if althea is gonna hate this <laughs> because because you've been like the most vocal <laughs> vocally supportive person that i don't know like, like not in, in your real life, life. Yeah, yeah who's not like my mom or friends <laughs> that i see on a weekly basis and i was like i we'll see <laughs> this might this might I... alienate the real heads <laughs> i love that concept um <laughs> no i i will say that um on on some of the taylor swift uh discords or whatever uh mm -hmm. like you know, you, there's the general, like, music channels and people are posting their weekly listens and, like, what their end of tops were. And uh, there were a few people who kept being like, so the Shoes Robinson keeps showing up on your thing. I've never heard of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, well. Um, there, there. I will say that there is one on your, uh, or there is a listener of, I don't actually know if they listened to this podcast. They said they did, but they could be a liar. I don't know. Um but but when I when I did link to uh um I think it was actually two of wands, but when I linked to that album and she saw that you only had 10 monthly listeners on Spotify, she's like, not anymore, personal mission. Like, <laughs> all right, you go, man. <laughs> Make sure we don't hit single digits. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I just yeah. So what I'm saying is your shit is great, and I really do like this album. <laughs> Thank um, you. I know I keep talking about your old ones, but uh, believe it or not, I know them a lot better. This has been out for two days. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I will say that the uh, 
most unhinged thing that I have done with this album is that I do have a playlist that is just this and the new Niall Horan single is every other song, um, which is <laughs> truly ah. unhinged behavior. So Yeah, that's that's like <laughs> psychologically fascinating. Yeah, well, I did it and then I was listening to it and then I'm like, is this an indication of some sort of problem? Um, but, you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> enough talking about the damn thing. Uh, we should listen to it. So, uh, which I guess the onus is on me to do the, you know, sharing the screen thing. Um, cool. So, uh, first track is this thing. Um, and if this is your first episode of this podcast, um, which, boy, good luck. Um, uh, <laughs> we're going to listen to somewhere probably in the 30 seconds to a minute range, uh, depending on how the spirit guides me. Of each of these songs, talk about them a little, um, live, laugh, love, things of this nature. So, uh, first track is This Thing. Here we go. gonna stop it there but i love when you go into a spoken word bit opening with it such a strong move <laughs> yeah that love was it. um that's a, a, a um recent development i think because of some of the the last few 155 things i did yeah um and i should i should shout out actually uh in terms of influences um mod uh formerly normalcy Oh God! What what is their new what's, what is her new name artist name? Oh, I shit. think it's just Modify is now, it just, isn't it? Modify. That's it. Yeah, I, I knew it was. I knew it was a play on words. Um, but she recommended uh, Slaughter Beach Dog. Yeah. In uh the one fifty five Discord like a year ago or something, and I got super into them at the start of working on this album. So that was like a very direct influence. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was uh I, I I had always heard the like oh yeah, as a vocalist you you always sound better at the top of your range. And one of the things cuz I grew up listening to pop punk and and like idolizing, you know, Patrick Stump or whatever, I was yeah. always like I have to sing as high as possible. Yeah. Um and something on this album was realizing that like I actually don't like that and i don't think that it sounds better than lower register or i don't know it might but it, or, or just the idea that like i don't have to do that right no and that's one of those things that you see sort of all the time um again i spend a lot of my time um re or arguing about pop music on the internet mm -hmm. um and one thing that people tend to do is assume that if people can hit a high note and sustain it, 
that that equals that they are a good singer. Right. Um, which is not strictly true. No, <laughs> um, not not really even yeah. at all. But no. it does. Ever heard it of does, an alto? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But it does um, it does flatten the idea of talent into something that's easier to think about and argue about. Yeah. Which admittedly, this is I'm arguing with teenagers on Twitter. So like, what's yeah. <laughs> who's who's really winning I, there? I, I had to I had to stop myself from tweeting about the Hayes Code stuff because I was like, these are children. Yeah. What am I doing? I don't I don't want to be the like Gen X guys that were posting about participation trophies when I was fifteen. I gotta like take a step back here. Yeah, no, I I find myself doing that like not irregularly. Hmm. Um, I think I think it's a but... it's a healthy impulse to maintain. To, <laughs> right. Just that that voice in the back of your head that's like, am I talking to a child? <laughs> yes. Which is um, fine. They shouldn't let kids on the internet. I, I, no. We were on the internet. We shouldn't have been. There should no, be. No, I, I, I think it legitimately uh, broke the brains of an entire generation of now very sad middle aged demons. So, you know. Mm, can't relate. Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like about uh, the song before we move forward? Um, oh, I should say that one was. Uh, also inspired by a Cheryl Crow song um, that I feel like not enough people talk about because it's like a genuine masterpiece. Uh, she has a song called Strong Enough off her first album that I think was like a kind of failed, not failed, but like a, a more or a, a, a less popular like second or third single off that album that is, it doesn't really sound anything like this song, but it's in 6-4, which is a really odd time signature that you don't hear a lot of and yeah. as soon as i heard it i was trying to like figure out what the time signature was because it's it's it sounds kind of uneven and strange but unlike a lot of like math rock stuff or things in weird time signatures it's not like hard to like get into the the groove of it yeah and uh once i figured out what it was i was like oh well i just have to do a song in six four and that was like the first song I recorded for the album and sort of the the thing that got me started on the, the aesthetic idea yeah. of this. It's it's definitely this this track is such like a strong opener too. This um this is one there there's a line in it probably like uh, I don't know a little bit deeper in it where you're where the line is love is for suckers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and my thought is like again um because my brain has been poisoned by stan twitter um <laughs> i was like well obviously this is the merch line <laughs> but anyway yeah um because again all I, all i do is argue about pop music with teenagers yeah. i need a real hobby anyway <laughs> uh you have, a, you have a whole podcast that's true <laughs> if this doesn't count as a hobby i don't know what does fair um oh wait real quick i also wanted to i'm sorry this is shout out everything uh, stop me all you like um fish tricks recommended uh big country um and the song in a big country by baker it was like a a 80s hit there in a big country great song which which i had heard as a kid and had forgotten about and uh he Fish Tricks recommended that album and uh I started listening to it in kind of a bad 
mental time. <laughs> and uh, there's a line in that song that I just stole directly, which is, yes. uh, uh, I'm not expecting to grow flowers in a desert. Yeah. And uh, that sort of, this is embarrassing, but uh, that sort of became a, a, a mantra of mine for a little, for a little bit of just like, okay, everything is bad or, or everything feels bad or I, I'm, I'm locked into like a, a difficult situation and not in a great place. My brain is not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm trying to make it more complicated than that. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But that the idea that like, okay, set reasonable goals, like get up in the morning, do something productive, talk to somebody you care about, like don't try and grow flowers in the desert. Just because the, the next line of that in the big country song is, uh, so I can, but I can live and breathe and see the sun in winter time. Yeah. Just like, that's all you need. No. And, and honestly, there's something to be said about achievable goals. This is, this has mm. been my mantra since straight up high school. Um, because, uh, so, so one fun fact about me is that I went to a high school for the gifted that was situated within a normal high school. Oh, um, wow. So so you had all of like your electives with the non-gifted kids or at least the ones that hadn't been like hand selected as such. Yeah. yeah. Um which is, is so shitty cuz normally what that means is that you're had a you grew up in an all right household like Right. Um, yeah. Oh god, yeah. That's Yeah. But but one of the things about it is that it it comes with a uh was not the healthiest environment with regards to achievement. Mm, yeah. Um. So so because I am not um the world's smartest person, uh, in order to sort of cope with a lot of that, it was just like I mean, C's I mean get degrees, things are fine. Yeah, intelligence Intel is hard to measure. We don't know yeah. that for sure. That's that's true. I could be. I'm not a, um, a brain scientist, so you could be the smartest person in the world. Yeah. Um, especially because most people's definition of smart is interested in math, not good at math, well, interested yeah. <laughs> in. Um, so anyway, now we're actually getting or, into the second Yeah, song. interested in math or brain surgeon. Yeah. Those are the what only are the two. Other? Yeah. Which is weird because I this is completely unrelated, but I always thought that was strange because surgeon, I mean, I'm sure it's incredibly complicated, but it's yeah. it's a it's less of an intellectual thing, it always felt like to me. Yeah. I mean, they surgeon, used to have barbers do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> not that it's easy. Like, it no. is an impressive thing, but it's not, it's not intellect. It's like hand-eye coordination. I yeah. I mean, there, there is an amount of problem solving to it, but like. Sure. Yeah. This is a pro-surgeon podcast. Like, we're not, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not trying mm -hmm. to trash it. Oh, God. But... What if I, what if I wasn't? What if that was my weird, like, Scientology <laughs> thing where I was just like, I, no surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Internal bleeding, too bad. Not even dental. Um, <laughs> okay, actually getting this next track running. Here we go.
Okay, I wanted to let that that cool guitar part go. Um, I love a guitar part that you can really like near 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 to. Yes, um, that is that is. I'm I'm not uh, like a shredder guitar player, so that is always my goal is to. I know I've I know I've written a good guitar part where like a, the day after I write it, I'm doing that. Like, yeah. 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 Um, uh, as as someone who makes a lot of music but not on a lot of traditional things um i i do appreciate a a tune that uh again you you just sort of do do the brain guitar in yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah uh, end of end of coherent uh statement about that song <laughs> uh is there anything you'd like us to know um and this one, uh, I I had initially wanted to do less live sounding drums on the record. It it ended up basically just being this one, um, and then the little like recurring outro interlude thing, um, that don't have live sounding drums. I don't know why I ended up doing that. I just like fell out of love with that idea. The, this album, the the production of it was weird. I actually made all of 10 years in on a break from working on this album i've been working on this for like two years uh yeah. so i like fell in and out of love of a bunch of different elements but the 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 general idea behind this one was to uh structure it more like a, a hip-hop song or like an uh like an a, a sort of edm or, or something like that to to like try not to have the traditional like verse chorus thing yeah. or or at the very least to uh to use some like hip-hop arrangement um concepts because that was the the type of music that i made for like hmm, in a past life yeah yeah well and 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 like i started out writing pop punk songs when i was like 14 which you know i don't think is hard for wouldn't be hard for people to guess considering how my music sounds but the the stuff that i started making on my own as an adult was mostly hip-hop and the person that i learned a lot of production techniques from uh during the pandemic when i started getting like really seriously into production was a, a guy named kenny beats who's a hip-hop producer and started doing like free twitch streams um he's great by the way if anybody out there is looking for uh recommendations but yeah this was just trying to to bring in some of that stuff that i some ideas that i used on like two of wands but had you know set aside for 10 years in because that was a more straight ahead power pop album yeah well and and that's one of the things that that i kind of like with these three albums like in combination with each other is that or uh, is that two of wands has a lot going on mm -hmm. um and it has a lot of different ideas that i think all come together really well and then 10 years in uh it really just sounds like fuck it we're the wonders now yeah. um <laughs> and uh this album is very not that so it, it really mm -hmm. does kind of feel like like the two diverge from one as opposed to like a, a logical order Mm. um if that makes sense yeah no that, yeah. i like that a lot i hadn't really I hadn't really thought about it in that way but yeah but yeah i'm i'm the sort of person that is always trying to to like make things feel cohesive um 
I have a, I have a friend that I'm hopefully going to finally start working on a, an album with. Brad Shoes has friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't come across like the sort of person who would, but I actually do have one or two. Uh, but he's a he's a great musician, keyboard player, writes stuff, uh, and we've been trying to work together on on things. And he is constantly like who cares no like they don't all have to sound the same and i'm like no no everything has to be cohesive it has to be i mean that's like yeah 10 years in was my ultimate indulgence of that impulse that i have where it's like no every song should sound exactly the same yeah. i use all of the same sounds the the guitars will be will be pr- like all of the plugins will be on the exact same settings um but yeah i think i i, I ended up on a, a night with a nice like balance on this one yeah uh oh it's real good i like it um how many times am i gonna tell you that i like your albums a zillion (laughs) hey um i i hope that uh you know when when this inevitably comes up in therapy or whatever that it does that it is like a productive thing and not just like i don't know um an excuse to jerk off i don't know so um (laughs) Uh, and with that lovely introduction, uh, track three, Fast Car. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, I will say that when uh, I first saw that you posted the song, uh, mm-hmm. before I listened to it, I had this moment of like, would it be really funny if this was a cover of Fast Car? <laughs> like, like I was making the joke and then yeah. like, like, because I, um, as number one, she was Robinson fan, uh, I, I was tweeting it before I like actually finished listening to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I was making a joke that it was a cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, and it was. Um, you manifested it. I did. It's it's good. I like it. Um, I think it's actually, like, one of the stronger songs on here, which I know is a little bit shitty, but I'm going to be real. Tracy Chapman, better songwriter than you are. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> sorry. What, what I, sorry about that fact. Got, if I just got, like, really pissed off by that, it's like, What? <laughs> Uh, like really offended that yeah, Tracy Chapman yeah. was a good songwriter. <laughs> um, yeah, no that that seems to be I don't want to say consensus, but I, I have gotten a lot of very positive feedback about this one in particular. Um, it's the one that the the one fifty five guys singled out. Uh, yeah, in their newsletter thing, which was rad, by the way. That was I was very sweet of them. Um, but yeah, it uh. I mean, I, I I've listened to it, and I'm like, yeah, this this is the one where I, I think specifically from a, a mixing standpoint, like I don't know what combination or like what how my caffeine intake was different when I mixed this song, but I have to yeah. like fit. Was it like 
was I drinking coffee? They have like two and a half cups of coffee when I mix this thing. But I mean, it sounds, it sounds I think so a lot. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it sounds a lot tighter and it sounds bigger than everything else on the album, but not yeah. busy, which is like what I'm, it's like the dragon I'm always chasing from a, mi a mixing perspective. Yeah. Um, and I do, I'm looking at the track listing now and I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have put the next song after this one because it's a similar thing and it's not as well mixed. But, um, well, I will say that I haven't produced any physical copies of this yet. You can still change your set list. No, so <laughs> um, if, I, if I, if I start doing that, I'll drive myself insane. I'll, I'll, do I'm going to fucking I'm, life of yeah. Pablo bullshit. Like, I was just going to say, I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to fix wolves my way into a panic attack. Um, but yeah, this one, um, I don't know, this was, I having covers on the album was not something I wanted to do initially. Because um, yeah. I think, like, all of this starting because of 155 and, and cover songs being such a big reason that I started making music again, I always kind of wanted to keep that separate. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it was just insecurity where I was like, no, I have to prove that I can write They songs. can do other things, yeah. Right, that I'm not just like, oh, this guy's good at reimagining things. Um, but... I mean, even uh, even if you weren't good at the rest of it, that's still pretty good. Right, I mean, like, this, this is the thing. That's still a valid and cool skill set. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the thing is like, speaking of therapy, uh, <laughs> it's, it's something I always have a hard time keeping in mind, which is, a that I would never apply these standards to anyone else. There are, yeah. I mean, we both know a fleet of incredibly talented people, many of whom I think are like un, you know, uncontroversially better than me, who don't write and you know, or or haven't released anything that they've written. And I would never yeah. look at them and be like, oh, that person is not as talented. That so, a that's stupid. Yeah, but also, um. Just the idea, like, nobody cares about this as much as I do, right? Like, well, no I mean, n nobody cares about your work as much as you do is true well, of absolutely everything. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or I guess I should say that, like, when I, those thoughts of, like, oh, I, I have to prove this or I can't, I have to, like, maintain this, this hard line. And it's like, no one's thinking about this this much or in this way. No. Um. So, yeah, I, all of that to say, uh, I made this kind of on a whim um and it was better than all the other songs i'd made so i was like oh, fuck i guess i gotta put it on the album yeah. well it's also one of those things that for a while you were also threatening a covers album at one mm, point i i still want to do that i have i have two of the like five or six that i want to do yeah so so my again in having this context um I was like, oh, okay, so what happened was uh, Shoes had, like, a really good one that came off of that and was like, <laughs> yeah, no, this should be, a, <laughs> this is good enough for the real one. <laughs> you, like, know, you know what's interesting is totally separate. Um, I say interesting. Well, I shouldn't. It might be. But, but the, you don't know. You know, I haven't value said it. your own statements. I haven't said it yet. So it could, who knows? Yeah. It's Schrodinger's uh, conversation topic. Uh, but so, so the, the covers album that I'm working on sort of off and on is a, like a nineties song thing. Like I wanted yeah. to, cause I don't know, 
I think it's the nostalgia thing of like, oh, I don't, I don't, do I love 90s music or do I love not having a job uh, yeah. and having to pay bills? Or did he love being 11? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit of both. But yeah. um, I think the one I posted in your, in the secret sensitive discord was a, a Cheryl Crow one. Well, weird. More Cheryl Crow yeah. uh, cropping up. But this actually is totally separate from that because one of the ways that I wrote the songs on this album was um, so all of the songs in this are uh, played in open tuning um, on guitar, which for anybody who's listening that might not know about guitar tunings and stuff, that's OK. I barely do either. And I made <laughs> three whole albums. But um, the basically it's, you know, when you in traditional tuning, when you play guitar to play a chord, you have to you know, put your hand on the frets in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. And to open tuning is when you tune those strings so that it plays a chord without you having to put your hand on it at all, which locks you into a certain key basically, but it's really fun to noodle around with. And as someone who is not like a classically trained musician or, or somebody with a lot of practice. I'm, I'm someone who kind of like picks up and puts down the guitar. It's sort of like hyperfix. I don't know on it for yeah. a couple months. And then I forget I own one for a while. Um, it was really fun to be able to play stuff and just kind of put my hands in random positions on the fretboard and at least have some notes that are right. And then very quickly be able to adjust into it all sounding right nice. um and so you know this a lot of this was recorded while a relationship i was in was sort of dissolving and i was in a really bad place mentally and i would just guess sort from of the lyrics of, of this album yeah it's not <laughs> terribly subtle uh <laughs> um but yeah it it i i would sit down and kind of come up with a, a a drum pattern that I liked loop it and then just go into like a fugue state for straight up hours, just pl playing random shit on the guitar. And then I would kind of snap out of it after a while. Like I'd get hungry or realize I hadn't drank any water all day or something and be like, Oh God, what? And then kind of sort through the 30 tracks that I had recorded. Um, and one of them, as I was listening back, I was like, what is that? Why does that sound so familiar? I sat with it for a little bit and I went like made a sandwich and it's like halfway through the sandwich and I was like, oh my God, it's Fast Car. So I I had just sort of accidentally played the the lead part or something close to it. Yeah. And uh, then just kind of, I just kind of sat down and like hammered this one out. I should say that uh, uh, I think Moon, who it was the person I was in the relationship with at the time who mm -hmm. deserves credit just generally uh, yeah. also should get some credit for this. Cause she was really into the song at the time and kind of had it on repeat around the house. So I think it was, it was in front of mind for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, it's not the cover that I expected uh, from shoes Robinson, but I'm glad we have it. It's nice. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Good shit. Also, shout out Tracy Chapman. Uh, Hell yeah. So, uh, our next track here is Give It a Rest.
So this is fully one of my favorite songs on on this album, <laughs> which is why I let it go on so long and then realized like <laughs> I'm just gonna keep letting this go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, thank you. Um, yeah. it it's also one of my favorites. Um, it this is the one I was referencing earlier. This is the the last one that I wrote for this album, and uh, I wrote it and i recorded I, I banged out a demo and i was listening to it and i was like this is too hooky this isn't the it doesn't fit in with the rest of what i'm doing and i sat with him for a second i was like but it's a fucking really good but it's hook. a banger yeah <laughs> and i was like i mean what am i doing here if I, i'm just gonna like sit on it because it's you know it doesn't live up to some weird st- you know rules i set for myself yeah um <laughs> shock surprise my favorite one on this is like is is the the poppy hook track um, <laughs> but i mean that's you know you know whatever you gotta i i don't know where i was going with that but you're somebody who who argues with teenagers about pop music so i was i, I don't need yeah. to tell you the you know artistic value of pop no uh, there there's no there's no reason to uh i don't know i'm not i'm not someone you need to convince i i also right, yeah. think I'm also of the opinion that, like, if you need to convince people that um, pop music is fun, that mm. that's not actually someone you need to be having conversations with. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's maybe but, somebody who's, whose life is just fine without it, right? Like, if you have to convince yeah. them that fun things are fun, then maybe it's not fun for them. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe we're just not going to vibe on that level. Like, yeah. that's it's okay. Um, there, are, I'm sure there are people out there who find Philip Glass like very fun, and I uh, respect the hell but, out of that. But it, it's not, you know. Yeah, not uh, my I was gonna say I, I went to go see Philip Glass once. Really? Um, yeah, because he he was playing at ASU. He was doing a master class with master class with our school of music, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, everyone thought that like the experimental kids were gonna like lose their shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> and we were I mean, like, like in what way like the like teenage girls seeing the beatles and yeah and like they thought <laughs> like like the the people who were from like the traditional composition backgrounds were like dude are, aren't you guys like so stoked this is like your thing and we're like it's not yeah. david Byrne. <laughs> like oh, yeah uh, like that we might have actually fangirled a little bit about <laughs> like i left early yeah i mean i like i like philip glass a lot the the thing i like the most about philip glass is that he isn't john cage yeah which i just i just can't fucking deal with i have a friend who is like i was gonna say he's really into what is it four minutes and yeah that john cage song that's just 422 the sound of the audience yeah yeah i don't know if he's really into it but it's something that he likes and i'm just baffled by it that's one of those things where i'm like all right, you're just trying to piss. You're just trying to like get a rise out of people. What is yeah. this? I don't know. Well, I shouldn't. Yeah, because I'm sure there are people who say things like that about stuff that I really love. But 
Okay, it's just, but no, it's just I'm really not for me. <laughs> I'm going to to agree with you on this because I'm a person that like uh, has been really deep into like new music scenes and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my un- or from my personal experience and from those I know who have been in new music, it is very fun to play these things. Yeah, it's fun to experience these things. That makes sense. Straight up, it's not. There's no point in a recording. There's no point in yeah. There, I mean, there's barely a point in even going and seeing your friends doing it. Like, yeah, I'm sort of a I. I mean, this is maybe an argument that yeah. John Cage is great. I mean, of course he is. He's yeah. he's famous. He doesn't need me to say that. But I'm of a lot of minds about it because it it is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good bit. It is. It yeah. is. It is. And I'm de- I, I'm definitely not mad it exists, yeah. but. Well, like John Cage also has a lot of a lot of things that, like, that being his most famous work is kind of a bummer, actually. Mm, um, that makes sense because he has a lot of things that are sort of in similar vibe, but it's like, um, like we're gonna feel dried cactuses and take the sound of that, and then try to take the sound of like what pressure feels like, and like that shit I find much more interesting. Yeah, um, but. Yeah. Again, can Less... you tell I went to school for media art? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I was I was hedging a lot there because I could feel all the John Cage stands coming at you. Just coming party. at you. Yeah. Shoes um, Robinson is over party. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really more of a Stockhausen kind of girl, but so so are most people. Um, oh, jokes too, too too deep a reference for me. <laughs> Again, it's the the five experimental media artists who hear that. It, it's a good joke for them, I promise. Um, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, anyway, uh, next track is Paperweight. Here we go. Okay, this is another one of my favorite songs on this album because I love me kind of a uh, meandering country song. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm very I'm very glad to hear that. It, I I had another um, I had an IRL friend text me about this song, and I was I was really psyched about that because this I I struggled this one I fought the most with throughout the whole process. In, in what sense? Um mostly in a mixing and performance sense um so so in like 90 percent of the it being a song sense yeah i mean the <laughs> the writing of it happened pretty quickly and i was i was pretty i was fine with it um i, I ended up tweaking it a little bit here and there but the the concept like the lyrical concept was set pretty early on right like it's a song yeah. about 
um, was being in a really like midst of a really huge depressive episode and being like, you know, looking at someone you care about and just being like, oh, God, you'd be so much better off without me. Yeah. Just like just like spread your wings and just fly. Just don't deal with my shit. Um, but the the rec- the 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 production of it was like pulling teeth for some reason. I don't know why. Some sometimes songs are just like that. Like they just they don't just fight you. It happens. Yeah, like this song just didn't want to exist for a while. Um, and I think I I was really hyped on the hook of it right after I recorded the first for like the first really rough demo. And I think there was something going on. And I can't remember if it was in the 155 Discord, because I can't remember if this was like before you started the podcast or if it was in your Discord. But I like played it in the voice channel and everyone was kind of like, oh, oh, that's nice. And I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this is not good. Um, well, and, uh, also, if you're playing things in the voice channel, realize that the audio quality isn't great. Oh, sure. So, sure. You know. Um, but it, it, it was good. Cause, cause yeah. I mean, a, everyone was very polite about it. Yeah. I bumped my mic cord. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> um, but everyone was very polite about it, but it was nice for a couple of reasons. One, which is like, okay, once I like took a step back and stopped panicking about it, I was like, this is good. Cause a, these people aren't blowing smoke most yeah. of the time. They're not just fully bullshitting me. So I know that, no. you know, I can trust the feedback here. And two, it it I had to sit down and be like, okay, why isn't this working? Because the reason that I shared it is I thought I wrote a really good, really catchy hook. And I sat down and I listened to it again. And I was like, all right, I still think that is true. Mm-hmm. So what I had to examine the rest of it and figure out what the problem was. And that process took like a year, but I think I mostly figured it out. Yeah, um, I like I said, this is one of my favorites. It's I, I called it meandering earlier, but I meant that in the sense of not that the song meanders, but that it's a song to meander to. Um, yeah, it kind I think it so, meanders a little bit. It, yeah. it kind of it kind of moseys. Yeah, that's yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um because I, I, I realized that I don't know, I'm bad at words. Um I'm not bad at words. I just don't always have the right words in the moment. Mm, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. What's yeah. the that 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 is it French? I, of course it is. Uh, a flaneur? d'escalier. Oh. The, the wit of the staircase. Oh, yeah. When you, like, think of the perfect thing to say as you're walking down the staircase from somebody's apartment. Anyway. Yeah. No, you wouldn't believe how many arguments I would have won in 2007 if I was uh, having them <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm. I'm but... There's probably not a hard number on that, but I want to believe that you have one. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's, it's the same, like five arguments. So mm. like five, but I get progressively right. more devastating as, as time goes on. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, uh, so this next one is a great big C cover. Is that right? This is a band I'm totally unfamiliar with. So, uh, this is a band that I hate. Oh, good. So, yeah. Anyway, here we go. When I'm up, I can't get down.
trust in me. Yeah. Um, so, so not gonna lie, this isn't one of the thing ones I think is stronger on this mm -hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, what, what's what's its whole deal? <laughs> so this, um, this is one that exists because of uh, Zeitgeist Labs. Okay. Um, Alex, Polysci Alex, and and Finn Tuzler's podcast. Uh, they Alex because he's a maniac is mm -hmm. uh a huge or, or, or is very into great big c and wanted to like talk about it on the show and approach me about doing a cover of something specifically from the album play i think and i can't remember if he requested this song or if i just picked one at random but i re i was i really didn't like the album at all um <laughs> and i Put, I should also say this song was written by another. It's actually the Great Big C version is a cover. Oh, it's by a band called I think they're called Oyster Band. Okay, but I only found that out recently, and I was I listened to their version, the original version. It's a little better, but um, but yeah, I put it off for like a really long time. I just wasn't into it. I, I had that depressive thing where you just like lose time. I'm just like mm -hmm. I'll do that later, and then it is later, and you haven't done it. Um, and yeah, I just kind of sat down and started fucking around and, and found something that was almost totally unrelated to the original song, but that I really liked. And it's, it's all one take. I think this is, this is on the album. This one's more for me, I think. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it's I, your I, album. You can do these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I, th I, I, hmm. I think it being it's not one of the better songs. I totally I totally agree with you on that. I there are things about it that I really love, but I think I put it on the album more as a I think it's a value add for the vibe of the whole album. Yeah. Even if it's not one of the better songs. Like I I wanted there to be a song like this, right? Like I wanted something long and quiet and kind of strange to break up some of the poppy because i mean these most of these songs are on the short well i'm looking at the length now they're not as short as i thought they were but yeah. they're they're simpler in terms of composition mm -hmm. than i kind of wanted um like I, when i sit down to write a song it it almost always ends up just being verse course verse course done um i don't i don't really write bridges uh and so I, I think this is kind of the bridge of the album, really. Like if the yeah. album is one big song, this is the thing. And and I think of it as kind of the the break between sides on a record. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the things that I was going to say is it's it's very much like it works very well as either the end of side A mm -hmm. <laughs> or or the beginning of side B. Yeah. Um, end of side A, I think it's probably better. That doesn't matter. That's a that's a <laughs> nibbling little point. Um, it works really well as a halfway point, I think, mm -hmm. um, because it, it's one of those things that I think kind of this is the song that the album sounds like. Ah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, however, it. It as a, as an individual doesn't sound like any of the other tracks. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. No, that's um, so. I I love that, and that's 
I don't know if I knew it, but that is yeah. exactly what I was going for. So thank you. Yeah. I, so. I think this this one was made on a like while I was taking a break from working on original song, like working on this album as mm-hmm. a whole. And and I think another reason that I felt like I had to put it on there is that some stuff that I did on this song ended up becoming a big part of the rest of the album, like some yeah. some production things, just certain guitar tones or or like, you know, the way the vocals are produced, uh, ended up influencing a lot of the other ones. So so that makes sense that the that it it it's sort of sonically like linked. I I yeah. ran out of steam halfway through that sentence. <laughs> that happens. I will say <laughs> that this is also the track that um on on my my frankly troubling uh playlist that is just this album every other song by a Nile yeah. Horan single. Yeah. <laughs> um this is the one that's the that's the biggest shock to that. <laughs> um yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> i haven't i haven't heard the new nile horror and it's it's I, good i can't imagine it's bad you know what it's got he's real the... song of the summer vibes so. okay all right yeah. he he's one of the one because one direction was i think it was a little after my time i shouldn't say after my time that no i mean but... it's it's one of those things where they were the boy band at the point where we were 20 and not 11 yeah well and also <laughs> and like, i just eh. What I what I actually should have said is I just was not paying attention to pop music when yeah. One Direction happened. Like I w- I was in my my uh, pretentious Winter phase. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, but I really dig Harry Styles. I yeah. I I think that is becoming a more or a less cool position by the day. It seems like it's true. <laughs> but but i think we, we've I hit think Harry I, Styles saturation like yes, it, it was gonna I'm, happen which i'm sympathetic to he's yeah. a lot but yeah. i like his songs i i like the the vibe of them if i don't like every individual song and uh i've heard some zayn malik stuff and i think he's pretty good but but the point of that was that nile is one of the the boys that i'm not familiar with at all like i don't think i've ever heard any of his stuff yeah uh he just announced his third album coming up uh-huh. um yeah uh no what let's at least my so as a someone who was uh just recently not a teenage girl uh mm-hmm. when one direction came out of course i had favorites um right that's yeah. that's sort of the whole thing right <laughs> yeah like niall was my favorite uh because okay. i don't know he was cute and he had a thick irish accent and like whatever oh he's um, okay so he's yeah. the the irish one he's the, the irish the, that's his whole one bit. is this one okay yeah. yeah it's that he's the irish one right it's a blonde um and so like he was the one that i really liked yeah. but who's he's solo little, output get a little green bowler hat and he's constantly trying to fight yeah. i'm doing they they literally like so so one of here's some one direction lore um yes all right but uh on all of the things that they would need to perform like you know microphones and uh and ears and stuff they mm-hmm. would color code them all because there's five of them and right. his was always the irish flag <laughs> <laughs> everyone else had just like solid colors harry right. styles was yeah. blue or harry styles was green louis tomlinson was blue like <laughs> and then they just the branding of this guy was just like totally yeah. flattened out. Like, I mean, fair enough. I d- I also think it's it's probably just a limitation of the easily available colors, but it seems a probably. little 
It seems a little confused that one of them would be green and another one would be green, white, and orange. Well, you know, but yeah. but you see you see it in pattern, so like it's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but just like yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, new Nile Horn single. It's also good. Came out the same day this album did. So that's yeah, where he's, he's that's gonna, where I am as a person. He's going to be on the pod next week, right? To talk about it. Maybe. I mean the the it's open. I think he's recording the voice right now, but you know, um, he, can, he can make time. Come on yeah. now. What else is he doing? Um. Yeah. Anyway, um, the next song is nothing. Here we go. That is my favorite series of lyrics on this album. <laughs> Thank you. That, like, I, that's I what sold me on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't fully take credit for that. That is that is a, a rewording of a sentiment that I saw in a tweet. Um, <laughs> and I meant to save the tweet for exactly this reason, but I forgot it. So apologies to whoever wrote yeah. that tweet. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This, this song i'm i'm actually very excited to talk about this song because it's it's influenced by a couple of things one of which is sort of sad and human and relatable and the other is uh stupid and funny um so also actually, human and relatable <laughs> yeah uh I, the thing it's inspired by is not stupid but the yeah. uh, the the yeah. fact that i wrote about this is stupid so the, the the first thing is that um like i said this album took forever because i was i was really precious about it and kind of afraid because it was it was sort of a departure um and this is the second to last one that i wrote i think because i i know give it a rest was last and i think this i wrote right before that but this was so this album is a breakup album that's it's not uh i'm not terribly terribly subtle about that i don't think but no. this this song was written in the middle of like a a short kind of short sort of reconciliation period where we kind of started hanging out together again and was like, Oh, maybe we were too quick to call things. Out. Didn't end up working out fine. Rarely but, does. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, turns out there were reasons to begin with, which, yeah. you know, yeah. it's tough, but whatever. It, it was that thing of like, okay, have, I think the idea was like, have we changed enough yet? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's always that thought of like, people are always changing like have you have you changed enough that it'll work this time and almost always that's that's a fool's errand but this was this was written in the middle of like a second mini honeymoon period and i just i i like the idea of in the middle of this album that's all about loss and things deteriorating that there would be this this brief moment of like almost psychotic uh infatuation that this this like quick bounce because one of the things i wanted the album to be about is like ugliness mentally that like the the sorts of thoughts 
and mental rabbit holes that are not fun to talk about and that are not necessarily nice or simple. Um, there's a, a line on this thing, on the, the, the first song, that is actually the hook, which is ridiculous. I don't know why I made this the hook. That's, that's a bad idea. And I started the album with it, Jesus. But the, the line is... <laughs> yeah, uh, you started real brutal on this one. And I named the song after it. This is all hitting me just now for some reason. But the, the line is, uh, uh, I can't make this any clearer than it already fucking is. This thing will kill me if I don't kill myself first. And I wrote that. I when I wrote that the idea was like I feel you know I'm I'm so anxious that I feel like I'm dying mm -hmm. but listening to it now it was like right before I put out the album I listened to it through again to get the mix right and everything and I was like oh it sounds like I'm threatening to kill myself as a way of emotionally manipulating someone oh. and I, so I will say I did not get that read on it. Okay. But. Well, I'm I'm glad, but, but I did the, the, like last yeah. time I, I got that reading the last time I, I, I listened to the album before I put it out and I really struggled with like, fuck, it's such a good song. Do I change it? Do I, cause I, that is a thing that like people, people do and threaten and it's terrible. People do. And it's really bad. And it's also a thing that people talk about having been done to that and i i was gonna say like people get canceled for on twitter but that's that's trivializing it I, yeah but it, it is a thing that people rightfully have found out about other people and been really upset by and mm -hmm. had the way they think about that person change and i was like i don't want to i don't know if i should get into that and this is you know sorry dad my dad did that to my mom uh, mm -hmm. when they got divorced when I was like two years old and I love my dad. I don't think he's a bad person. He's a Trump guy, which is tough. So maybe he is, I don't know, yeah. but, but I love the guy. He raised me. He's, he's a kind person. He's very supportive. He's, he's a, a lot of things to me. And he is also like a fucking mirror image to me in terms of mental illness. And that was something I started thinking about a lot when I was about to put the album out was this idea that like, well, I didn't mean that, but I'm capable of it. I'm sure I am. Like I, yeah. I, and I think that was something that I wanted the album to be about in a lot of ways was like, maybe I'm universalizing too much. I'm sure there are people out there who are perfect and aren't like capable of any horrible things. But I think yeah. most of us are like, I, I, I think in the right or the wrong situation, feeling a lot of pain you can do pretty bad things and have some really bad thoughts and i think this is all a big probably way to you know, oversharing yeah. diversion to say that like that i wanted this to be the mirror image of that essentially yeah well it's it's also uh, moving back to talking about this thing um so so a couple couple things here is like a that feeling that you're talking about that you're actually trying to talk about right now um of like boy i can really hurt people in this way mm -hmm. like whatever like i i think a lot of times when you are at that point it's not an active thing anyway mm -hmm. right like like it's not like you are actively choosing like this is the way it's that that is the way that your brain is functioning right now and yeah 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 which doesn't make it less shitty but like 
Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of of your your tune here, um, chaunty little thing to call that. <laughs> um, but but in terms of that, at least my read on it was very much more, uh, was very much more self directed than it was like mm-hmm. at another person. Um, yeah, and I, I think part of it is also that like, so your medium is your message, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, I went to media art school. Um, <laughs> But so rarely do does a listener interpret a song as directly actually about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, a lot songs that say you are are actually about you know the person who wrote them, right. um, because you don't you don't publish private letters, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like um, so anyway. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, the read on it is fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I, we're we're a little worried about you, but um, <laughs> you know, well, so fair. Uh, it, you know, I I'm I'm glad to hear that that it it didn't come across that way. Yeah, um, but I but I think I was ultimately glad that I read it that way briefly because it it made me contend with like because I'm generally of a mind that like. Not that you should, because I don't want to ascribe one goal for all art, right? Like, yeah. there's plenty of great things that aren't trying to spark discussion or, or be read in the capital R, you know, yeah. intellectual to be thoughtful sense of the in this word. way, right? Like... But but if if you want people to really think and consider your work, then like, I am of a mind that even if someone is misinterpreting from from your perspective the thing that you yeah. made that's still a victory because they are interpreting it right yeah and and that was what i came ultimately what i what i came down with with this album is like okay if people come away from this thinking i am a bad uh spiteful harmful person i'm not thrilled about that cuz i desperately need to be liked but <laughs> ultimately that is a that is a that's a win for me right yeah. like that's a success because i wanted to make something that would make people think about the the thing you know to 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 leave with an impression and well, even if and it's not the one i want it's you know the fact that it, they're doing that work at all is is great well and, and the other thing about it is like you i know one of the things that you were talking about with this album is that you wanted to kind of talk about like the ugliness of the human condition mm-hmm. um or of like being a person um not the human condition that's kind of further out but um but it's that like people are complex people are bitter people mm. are terrible people like um like for all that people aren't people also are and generally in the same human at the same time and like yeah. i don't know people are complex and i feel like that's worth looking at mm-hmm. um <laughs> says althea fucking psych 101 major anyway <laughs> um <laughs> I uh, spent too much time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then the, the the other thing, the sort of stupid, sillier thing that this saga is about is it's uh, directly and very heavily inspired by Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yep. Uh, I originally, this was going to be, there was going to be a parenthetical. It was going to be called Nothing Yui's Song. <laughs> uh, but I, the previous song had a parenthetical, so I didn't do it. 
just because it looked bad on the track listing. But it is Fair. it is about Gendo Akari from Evangelion, who is a uh, wife guy who is so down bad that he decides to turn all of humanity into orange goo so he can talk to his wife again. Yeah. That's... Um, which, sorry, that's a big Evangelion spoiler. spoiler. I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not Okay, so here's here's spoilers, my thought so about Evangelion spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 30 years. It has been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I don't think honestly, I think that's one of the sort the spoilers that I don't feel bad about saying because I don't think it ruins anything. And if anything, it's such an interesting concept and image that I think if somebody told me that before I saw it, it would make me want to watch it. Yeah. Um, which you know, Evangelion, talk about ugly and uncomfortable. Yeah. That that is not something that you know, if somebody, if I met somebody who uncritically loved Evangelion, I would be afraid. Yeah, but... Evangelion is not. Evangelion is very little about what actually happens in it. So, yeah, but you know. but I adore like that is a yeah. very special. It's one of my favorites, but I'm also me. a deeply yeah. sad person. So, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and and the this album ended up in my head, if not on yeah. the page being a lot about human instrumentality yeah which is the thing in evangelion where everybody turns to goo and this more detailed spoilers so if you care uh skip ahead a little bit but but the idea you know evangelion is really concerned with the the is it the porcupine problem i don't remember it's the i i forget if it's porcupine or hedgehog it might be hedgehog dilemma i think yeah that sounds more right but it's the the philosophical problem right that like people are desperate for connection but the closer you get the more likely you are to hurt the person that you want to connect with yeah um it's the idea of like hedgehogs trying to hug each other or whatever they're gonna stab each other and the the series is obsessed with that conceptually that like we just see these lonely desperate fucked up people like reaching out for each other and every time they get anywhere near each other it explodes and everyone ends up worse off than they were before um and that gets literalized in some of the sci-fi tech in in really interesting ways but that idea as a depressive person and i think you know not a big surprise that ano was insanely depressed when he made it is is really appealing and interesting to me and just the idea of the the idea that evangelion deals with where where it's like is this really how we were meant to be like what yeah. why why do we exist this way because because evangelion is also in, in you know um preoccupied with religion right and it's like if we were well, created why were we created like this with this like desperate need to be all one thing and never be alone and yet we can only ever be alone like what a horrible existence yeah well, it's, Sorry, it's I, I not I not to turn it. this into Evangelion cast because, like, oh, I, I could actually talk about Evangelion all fucking day. I could too. <laughs> um, uh, again, just sort of uh, who I am as a person, but like also, so in it's talking about religion, I I think a lot of people sort of over uh, estimate that because it uses mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, biblical imagery. Yeah, it's it's but it uses... definitely more into the the aesthetics. Yeah, than uh, the actual like doctrine. Yeah, and I think a lot of that just comes from like 
Okay, so that came out in what the late eighties originally. Um, Is it that early? Yeah, it's now. I'm gonna look it up live, googling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was like the late eighties, but perhaps I am wrong. Oh, ninety five. I don't know okay. why. Yeah, um, it just feels late eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's got a, it's got a lot of really good like cassette futurism. Yeah in the in the tech in it so i could see that and and in its look and yeah Mm -hmm. um but but it's it's also one of those things that like to its audience uh the all all of the all of the uh christian imagery is going to be sort of removed Mm -hmm. um like they will recognize symbols but and describe no meaning to them um yeah because I don't know if you're a Japanese kid in in the early '90s, what's your? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder uh-huh. about that, and I and I because to me, I always took the religious imagery to be less about Christianity specifically, yeah, and more just a way of literalizing the the, the problems of having been uh, a person, right? Um, yeah, well, and and also just that the the show and like Ano yeah. is preoccupied with the idea of creation yeah right and that oh the, for sure the religious imagery is really just there as a way to literalize thinking about creation yeah and and i wonder i i do wonder how that reads to a japanese teenager in 1995 like do, yeah because my get my totally uninformed guess would be that they would look at it and go like ah yes religious stuff yeah, I think is all it's really there to do is to put you in the mind of yeah. about the concept of God, not specifically Christian God. And like the it doesn't want you to think about like the Eucharist or the stations of the cross no. or anything. No, it's it's just one of those things that I feel like in. In modern looking at it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people love to like overscribe to that. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, um. Uh, a couple other uh, not as serious NGE facts about me. Um, I have a uh, an angel Tamagotchi. So, <laughs> what, so what, an, what an interesting thing to yeah, exist. Yeah, the, it came out the, like two years ago too. Like this no, is the, a recent the, thing that I own. The merchandising of Ava is so funny. Like I, everyone it's talks so about weird. this. It's yeah. not new, but like no. the idea that the Japanese equivalent of the MCU is like <laughs> yeah, Genesis this is horrible, like, prickly, depri- ugly, unsettling yeah. shit. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, we put it on lunchboxes. And, oh, yeah, I, I was going or I was in uh, Little Tokyo in L.A. a couple months ago. And like there were a thousand cute Ray bento boxes. <laughs> like, so weird. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the... Uh, the other weird Neon Genesis Evangelion thing in my home at present is um, uh, they had uh, lobster models, crawfish models, not lobsters, like like the kind you build uh, in okay. in uh, unit one and unit two colors. So we just have a couple <laughs> like now, okay, assembled lobsters. <laughs> No, I'm from crawfish country. Yeah. Uh, I just had a regular at my job come in last night and bring me a big sack of crawfish, which was great. Yeah. Um, 
what does that have to do with Ava? <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. That's baffling. <laughs> Nothing. I, guess. I wish I had one, but it yeah, is. It's it very was, strange. It, it is the worst model I've ever put together because it is pointy <laughs> at all of the sides. Uh, yeah, that um, makes sense. But yeah. Um, anyway, huh. I, I also have a uh, a pretty large uh, unit too that is in the process of being built. Uh, nice. My 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 husband is is into um, Gundam specifically. Uh, um, okay. So we we do a lot of model building around here, and so as a result, I get uh, just weird bullshit all the time. So. <laughs> uh anyway that's great i i have a friend yeah. who's really into gunpla and yeah. uh we we like to fuck with him about anytime he has a date it's like oh did you remember to put all your gundams away um, um i'm know, sorry if but if, the, if it's to meant friends. to be then uh they'll appreciate yeah. it so. but I, I i'm excited to tell him like oh yeah one of my married friends does gunpla with her husband i think he'll he'll love yeah. that yeah i was gonna say we have uh most or we have the entire set of the witch from mars sitting on our kitchen table right now oh man i gotta so. watch my like all of my friends are obsessed with that show it's good. i gotta watch it yeah. yeah um this has been anime chat with all the issues <laughs> yeah anyway all that to say i wrote a song about wanting to be orange goo yeah there we go <laughs> uh our next track here is uh chit tooth here we go So this song I I I love literal little literalism jokes like the uh, actual yes. slowing down the slow motion and uh and like the doing it twice uh, yeah um I'm easily amused by this sort of bullshit um but I will admit that this is the first time that I've listened to this album through like nice headphones uh-huh. um yeah you have some really interesting panning going on in that in that intro oh um, yeah that was like it feels just... good yeah yeah it it turned out really fun that that's and i there's a lot of ideas on this that i've had for a long time i just never did um but that uh, another thing coming from hip-hop production background is a, a thing that that guy was talking about kenny beats talks about a lot is in hip-hop arranging um oftentimes you're dealing with either samples or, or you're working in an art form that is heavily influenced by sampling and so you're dealing with short bits of music that repeat a lot mm-hmm. and one of the most important things from an arranging perspective i think and and you know this is the thing he hammers on a lot about as well is like finding ways to um still have progression and um make the listener feel like they're moving forward with the song, despite the fact that the actual music or the actual notes that are being played, it aren't changing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I, and I did this a lot on two of wands, the trick of taking the first couple bars of music and then just like doing something weird with them. 
like put a cassette filter on it, you know, hard pan left and then slowly pan it right. Like I did on this yeah. song. It's just when it, it's, it's like a, a little cheat that I do when I can't think of a good, I can't like write a good intro. I'll just like yeah. take the, the verse guitar part and just do a weird thing with it. Um, no, well, it, it's one of those things that I absolutely love when people have like go-to impulses that are fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, like I, um, there's an episode coming out of this show actually after the one that we're, that I'm recording right now with you, um, hey. in which uh, I'm talking to Polly Cy Alex about the Jack's Mannequin comp. And, oh, cool! Yeah, and, and he was like, "Yeah, I really like this one you did," and I'm like, I'm "Gonna be honest, ran out of ideas, slowed it down, and put bells on it." Hell it's yeah! My it's my impulse a hundred percent of the time. Hell yeah! <laughs> and we just write it out. um but yeah um but no i this the song i i like a lot um and uh i don't know no no complex thoughts about it head empty um yeah it's 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 nice i like it it's a pretty straightforward song um i do think from a conceptual point i uh the the hook i miss you like a chip tooth came from uh when I was in my early 20s and going to a lot, well, okay, rewind. When I was 14, uh, <laughs> I got my braces off and got a per, got a, a retainer and mm-hmm. then immediately went on like a two-week vacation to the beach with my family and washed and dried the retainer in my shorts uh, the first night. So I have crooked teeth. I have my yeah. my like left front tooth is like considerably farther down than my right one mm-hmm. and uh so in my oh, 20s i was gonna say those years of races just yeah uh, just totally out the window didn't do yeah. anything uh but it you know it gave me some integrity i like yeah it. character yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> but one of the weird side effects of that is in my early 20s when i started going to house parties a lot and drinking out of glass bottles which i had never I didn't do as a kid i chipped the shit out of my tooth constantly like (laughs) i would just constantly while it was it was a running gag or joke with my friends that like once or twice a week while i was talking to someone i would absentmindedly go to drink from a bottle and just slam it directly into my tooth and uh sometime around when i was listening to this song i was thinking about you know the breakup that was going on and loss and the idea of like things changing without you ever really realizing it and i was sort of running my my tongue over my tooth and i was like oh oh it's gone yeah huh and 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 just the idea of like not even necessarily a thing you liked but just something that had become a part of the fabric of like how you think about yourself and about your life is just gone like you look around and it and it's just different and mm-hmm. it's maybe it's better maybe it's worse i don't know but i i liked the idea of of that that like I don't think anyone would hear the phrase chip tooth and think like, oh, that's a good thing. Like you should want no. to have your tooth be chipped. But I like the idea of of missing it nonetheless. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't actually that's interesting to anyone but me. <laughs> okay. So well that that so I'm a person that's had a lot of dental work done. Uh-huh. Um because uh my uh <laughs> Um, here's some facts about Althea that probably aren't great. Um, 
but but when uh my depression was entirely unchecked i just didn't brush my teeth for like two years oh yeah um yeah, my, ha- my dental hygiene is also not ideal yeah as, as happens so yeah. i had this uh tooth in the back that had like the the cavity had been had come in such a way that it like um that it was like kind of jagged mm-hmm. um and all of this has since been done because i um i don't know got dental insurance and hell yeah um, perked Love up a little bit it. yeah Love to see it hey um but it's it's one of those things where occasionally i notice that my tongue isn't raw on that side and so like oh yeah yeah which like isn't a problem <laughs> like it's the opposite of a problem yeah that's <laughs> arguably much yeah, better but but when uh but but so so that metaphor really resonated with me is like mm. it's not the way that you expect it but it's also not terrible or maybe it is i don't know yeah i also now just have like a big ass hole back there so (laughs) um you know well right because the the other thing about the chip tooth metaphor which i I wasn't thinking about any of this yeah uh this wasn't front of mind ultimately it was just words that popped into my head and they rhymed and they sounded good when i sang them hey i sort of i said don't admit that you're deep (laughs) I sort of backronymed all this meaning yeah. uh, onto it, but I, I do like think any I, good artist does. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to think it was it was sort of subconscious, but maybe not. But I, I think another element of it that I'm just now sort of thinking of is the idea that, like, well, okay, the the chip in my tooth is gone, but that's because it's been worn down, right? Yeah. Like there is there is less of it there than there was before. Like I have physically lost something in that yeah. in that metaphor, which I think is an interesting element of it that, like. Yeah, okay, superficially, um, this is better, right? Like, my tooth doesn't have a chip in it anymore. My tongue doesn't, like, get caught on it when I'm talking yeah. and, like, hurt, whatever. But I have also, like, a lot, I don't know. This is, you get it. Yeah. I just re- I realized how many times I said I in that sentence, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, not to not sound this way. This whole thing is about me. I got to do this, too. <laughs> Jesus. Well. I was gonna say not not to sound this way, shoes, but um, this is a podcast in which we are talking about an album that you wrote about oh, yourself. I, so. yeah, no, I know. I know. Every <laughs> now and then, it just it comes allowed. in waves. It hits me a little bit, and I'm like, oof. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, next song here is "High and Dry." just a, a very good bit the, I, I really like Thank this you. song this is one of my favorite on the album I know I've said that about like straight up a third of these songs but guess what it keeps <laughs> being true um, Thank you. I'm allowed to have favorites 
Um, it's your, but, this is your podcast. You can do yeah, whatever you want. No rules. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm not allowed to give like bad COVID information, but I think well, that's the right. only like that's in the Spotify terms and conditions. Uh, but the, wo- the woke mind virus. <laughs> I know. Um, How dare they? But yeah, I, this is this is another one that has sort of that like. Uh, that that um, I said meandering earlier, and I didn't mean it. And then he came up with a better word, and now I'm still don't. I think it. I said I think um, I had said moseying. Yeah, a little, little bit closer. And it kind of like a country yeah. song. Yeah, it it has that that sort of that sort of feel to it as well that mm. I really like, um, and and just to to uh, insert myself into your piece of media here. Oh please, um, this this may be a. Uh, a result of me uh also growing up in the american southwest uh mm. with family members from texas i've never noticed you having an accent no uh i don't and that, that, so. that's actually what the that's actually sort of the the thing the song is about in a little yeah. bit is that uh i consciously got rid of it yeah when i was like 14 or 15 um yeah. i just spent like two years never uh, or, or spent two years always consciously thinking about the word pen whenever I said it. Huh. Yeah. Cause, cause I, there is, there's yeah. um, like home movies of me when I was eight years old. Like when I, you know, my parents got me a dog, where I was like, Oh mom, look at the puppy. Like I had a yeah. thick accent. Thick. Cause you know, I, I grew up in like the suburbs of the area I'm from. Yeah. And that's where my dad lived. And my mom lived in like a, I guess a different type of servers on the other side of like the big city in our area. But I, I spent a lot, you know, my parents were divorced and both worked. And so I was basically raised by my grandparents, both of whom, one of whom had a very thick, well, she didn't, but her husband had a very thick Southern accent. All his family mm-hmm. did. They lived out in the country. Like I kind of grew up in the, in the backwoods area around here. And uh, at a certain point, as I got older, got really insecure about that. And I, I, I struggle with it now because the thing that got me to do that was fucking like John Stewart, you know, and idiocracy or whatever, this like liberal elitism of the two thousands that was like, Oh yeah. All people with this accent, backwards hicks. And they're the reason the country is terrible. And they're sending us all to hell in the handbasket. And they're all bad, you know, evil sort of hateful people. And you know, that's, obviously wrong i you know i would much rather it's classism is what it yeah, is yeah i like... mean take take the average person with that accent and I, I probably wouldn't like them but i'd rather hang out with them than fucking bill maher like yeah um but you know that that is sort of the thing that this song's about um just about because the second half of it is about uh I think it seems kind of unrelated at first and and it sort of is, but the second half is about uh, more literally about the, the breakup stuff and the, the, all the mental things I was going through at the time. But I think it, the thing that kind of ties them together is the idea. It's sort of like the last song is the idea of identity and like that feeling that you get sometimes when things don't work out where you're like, was I trying too hard to be something I'm not? Was I like yeah. fooling myself here? Was this all always doomed to turn out this way? Um, and yeah, just the the 
it 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 was weird. I think it maybe is just how I say Colorado, but <laughs> it, it I, that is a true story that I went to Colorado uh, the summer after I graduated from high school, and literally the first thing my friends' friends said after I got off the plane was like, or not after the you know, but met somebody at a party and they're like, oh, yeah. you're from Texas, huh? I was like, Fuck, because they all say Colorado, yeah. which is stupid. psychotic. That's, yeah, like, that's weird. So it's really their problem. Yeah. No, it's like when people say Nevada. Anyway. Yeah. It, yeah. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm one of those people. Wait. Uh, do, oh, yeah. Because the Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't get that one in my head. <laughs> um. No. Um. So my uh my grandmother was from Austin. Um, okay but her her family was uh pretty well to do um Mm -hmm. to to put this in perspective uh for both you and our listeners um her family was invited to the plated dinner that kennedy was hosting the day he got shot jesus christ yeah that's crazy yeah um so yeah we we still have the invitation floating around uh my mom uses, uses photocopies of it uh as uh invites to parties which i think is very funny that's wild. Um, so this is this is yeah. where you reveal that your mother's maiden name was onassis right no <laughs> i wish um <laughs> no then we'd have money um yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't still have money right, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> yeah uh shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves right um yeah. but um it was one of those things that uh some of those like accent indicators are things that my grandmother was so uh so like retentive about because it, it was a mm-hmm. class thing yeah like anytime that she heard a- anyone say children and not pronounce the d in it it became a big yep. deal yeah. um like it was a we are all stopping and pronouncing this <laughs> word correctly kind of thing um yeah which uh, admittedly like I don't know, it was fine. <laughs> um, but like, it's it's still not, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Something about classism. End of thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I wasted all my uh, my analysis energy on anime. You know. <laughs> I don't have to, I don't have, I, I don't have anything in the gas tank to do class analysis. That's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> believe it or not, this also isn't like, <laughs> this also isn't like the, the, uh, strongest political podcast in the world so um uh anyway uh next track here still got legs
So um, earlier when you were talking about like being in or not being at the top of your range all the time, mm -hmm. um, this is what I thought of. But I also had uh, assumed that it was uh, not or that it was uh, pulled way the fuck down in post. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, one of the things I got really into production wise while I was making this album was uh, formant shifting. Yeah. Which for anybody who doesn't know uh, is where... God, I don't exactly know how to describe it, but it's it's where you are digitally able to change the tone of your voice without actually changing the notes that you're singing. So it can make it sound lower without actually being a lower note. Like it's like if I'm going, ah, uh, it's the difference between ah uh, and ah, uh, like those are the same notes, but the yeah. second one sounds lower because the because of the formant. Um, and yeah, I got very into it. It was a struggle not to do that on like every song. Um, yeah. It's uh, just fun. You just like turn a little knob and you go like chipmunk or like deep guy boy. It's great. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, there's a lot of playing with that on a lot of, uh, tender hell stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. For those of you, uh, throwback podcast listeners, uh, TikTok famous, uh, user locked right. through. Yeah. I, I um, sort of, uh. I, I caught the edges of that. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't I don't know if I should say congrats because probably going viral. I don't know how uh, she, going viral it is. She's making money, so Shit, hell yeah. Yeah. This is could have, could a better person. Bryce rules. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite um, people. Yeah. Uh who also uh the movie that she was music director on just came out, Aaron's Guide to Kissing Girls. You can buy it on Amazon or whatever. Ooh, uh, I, I haven't that. watched it yet because I haven't had the patience to sit through a whole movie, but um, yeah, relatable. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't want to watch it when I when I knew that I would uh, then also be have to like be doing something else at the same time. Yeah. Even if that something else is like arguing with teenagers on Twitter about pop music, <laughs> um, like I wanted to be able to like give it my attention. Yeah. And I just haven't been that person. Um. So I do have uh, a deep dive Althea Issues Robinson's uh, biggest fan question. Okay, all right. This interpolates something from Cloud City, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I didn't even consider that. Uh, I forgot. I, did I post that in 155? I don't know. I, I think that so. I think I'm the sports. only person who owns it. <laughs> That's funny. That's wow. I'm. I'm. <laughs> thank you for. You actually paid. You actually paid for that. I I paid. A, I think I maybe threw a dollar at it or something. Wow! Thank you. Um, it's not worth a dollar. It's not. It's not very good. Um, no, I think it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I think I got caught or we were doing like a everyone posts their their own shit on Bandcamp Friday sort of bullshit, and then I was like, I have thirty five dollars, so I bought like eight <laughs> albums that day uh, from like people that I like. Albums I 100% am not going to listen to. Um, yeah. Like, Toes' hardcore band. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Like, nothing against Toes.exe's hardcore band, but no. like, I don't also, listen to hardcore. <laughs> also a total gem. I've I've, yeah. I've been on Toes' podcast, and it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big fan, but not a big fan of them as a person, but not a big fan of uh, hardcore necessarily. No, it's I, just, I it's not listened, a genre I enjoy. No. <laughs> I have listened to some of the, it's Southside Choir Boys. Yeah, yeah. Say, for anybody wondering and like i thought it was good it was one of those things where i was like I, this isn't my thing but it feels like 
a good version of it. Yeah, it it seems like something that uh like I know nothing about it, but I'm pretty sure it's a good version of what that is. Yeah. 100%. Um, so yeah. But yeah, uh the only reason that I remembered this at all is that when I bought that album, I thought that this was gonna be a cover of a uh of a song by now canceled band Chameleon Circuit. Ah. Um, oh god is that it's is like that Alex... doctor who band with yep. the youtube guys yep bro i was so into uh what is alex what's his name alex day alex day i was a big alex day guy yeah. because of alex reads twilight which is a yeah. tremendously 2011 or like two sentence to say out loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> jesus yeah just like a a snarky british man making fun of twilight yeah what was i i had that much time back then Jesus. no it's it's one of those things that um i one of the things that i'm really interested in is sort of like micro generations Mm -hmm. and uh what if what if the good identifiers of a micro generation is whether or not they can identify who alex day is (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah God, and you know what? I I wasn't super into that band specifically. No, but I know I like the solo to stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I did too. I it's forever you know. yours jam. Um, yeah, yeah. But. but I know I listened to that album, and this song, the song, this song is named after. I wrote yeah. in like 2012, so I may have unintentionally named it after that that song, which is a bummer. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Do? It's it's named that because the original song that I stole the first verse from has the line still got legs in the hook. But yeah, I realized like after I put the album out, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't transpose that part of the song into the new song. So the title doesn't make any sense anymore. But whatever. Yeah. it's kind of it's kind of evocative. Yeah. So so there's your Althea deep dive. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had other thoughts about it, but now I don't. And <laughs> we've, we've been doing this a while now. I don't know. Um, That's true. I, so, oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> this could be a long episode. Sorry. I'm I'm having fun. I'm just sort of out of oh, like. Oh, me too. Uh, I don't know. Interesting things to say. You know, um, I, I did. I did think like ten minutes ago. I was like, "Man, I'm I'm really hungry. I wonder why I'm so hungry." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, it's because we've been talking for two hours." Yeah, just about. Um, so you know, fun stuff. <laughs> um, that said, we are approaching the last uh, song, which is the Lake Singular, um, which I only mentioned because the last song on Taylor Swift's Folklore is the Lakes plural, and ah. my brain keeps. Uh, not making this de- delineation yeah. um, so anyway <laughs> here we go
we're we're gonna cut it there even though it's this this is a very good song it reminds yeah. me a lot of um uh what the entirety of the album narrow stairs sounds like um oh what the, is i don't know that, if I that, know that death album. cat for cutie album oh um, yeah De- death cab is one of those bands that i sort of inexplicably missed like i've never heard a death cab song and been like oh this sucks but for some reason i never really like made the effort to get into them no that's how i am with paramore Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah like it's and and my you would oh man i feel like it seems really like love... i would really like paramore right yeah especially like, new paramore like yeah. like self-titled album on through like there's yeah. some incredible just like straight up pop music on that on yeah albums. i i will say that i did just listen to their new album and it kind of like i don't know it, it it's one of those things that it just like washed over me like mm. a duck you know i, I like did, yeah i gotta i haven't heard the new one yet i gotta yeah. get that. um paramore is opening for taylor swift in 30 days uh oh. so as a result i need to have a passing familiarity with paramore right I mean, so, hey, even if you don't, I, uh, Haley Williams is is a yeah incredible performer. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like, let's let's not get it twisted. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, back to your song. It reminded me a lot of uh, a bunch of different Death Cab for Cutie songs. Nice. Um, so. I'm I'm glad to hear that because uh, something that uh, Brian and Alex from Zeitgeist totally clocked me on when they had me on for the the episode they did on the two of wands comp which yeah. i don't thanks for being a part of that that hey. was so genuinely touching i uh it was that that really meant a lot to me that that y'all got together and put and and did all that i was i was so floored by that um, it's still one of my favorite albums just full stop so <laughs> yeah thank you um but they they fully clocked me on brand new being a big big influence on me which is like yeah. complicated now and kind of sucks but and and kind of unconscious because I, I i don't think about brand new very often but they were very formative for me yeah as a band so i think they're kind of in my like songwriting dna and uh listening back to this one like i said like going back through these songs finalizing the mixes and stuff i was like man this sounds very like a brand new song <laughs> to me um yeah but yeah, this this one was Jesus. Speaking of uh, canceled guys, this yeah. was actually this song. This song was inspired by Bean Dad. Jeez, <laughs> what a of the it, long winter's fame. Yes, this this is heavily in, this the this song exists because of a long winter song. Um, are you familiar with the Commander Thinks Aloud? No, I'm going to be honest. I know. Uh, I think. Two uh, long winter songs. Okay. Uh, one was on the Wedding Crasher soundtrack, and one uh, was the, the opening theme for My Brother, right. My Brother. My bro- yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That <laughs> hmm. I love the Commander Thinks Aloud, but I think that's probably the right amount of long winter songs to know. Yeah. Um, but the Commander Thinks Aloud is uh, it's like a pretty simple piano ballad, um, and there is an excellent. I mean, if you can put up with, if you weren't infuriated by bean dad uh and you can put up with listening to him for half an hour there is a an excellent song exploder episode on the commander thinks aloud where he talks about the production of the song and the long winters was like a solo project uh this guy was like the guitarist for harvey danger i think some 
like really. 90s uh seattle band and the long winters was his like solo project so he talks about in the song needing to find a drummer and uh this guy gets recommended to him this like local uh session musician and you know at this point john roderick the long winters guy has piano and vocals that's all he's got and uh the guy comes in and he's like all right just just play the song through on a loop and uh he sets up his drum set he puts the his he brings one mic he puts the mic directly in front of the drum set and tells him to start the song and he plays along to it once and uh roderick talks about like you know listen to that first take and be like i don't know if he's really got it there that was kind of sparse yeah. and then the guy just like play it again he moves the mic to the right and he plays again and he goes all right do it again moves the mic to the left of the drum set does it again and then he walks into the booth pans the left one hard left the right one hard right and just sits down on the couch and roderick realized that the guy had in his head mapped out drum fills that would pan from the left track through the center track to the right track that he had played in real time oh crazy he was, he was playing drums with himself like detached from linear time like hearing him describe it it sounded incredible yeah and, that's um, that's nonsense yeah and and to listen to the song like you hear it the the drums feel massive i mean it feels like there are three people playing drums on that on the song because there are yeah. um and so yeah i in my own much less i mean this is the thing where like oh, i've i've set myself up for failure because i compared it to a much better song but i uh i imitated that i was like the idea of that just sonically to like take three full drum sets and hard pan them yeah um and so yeah that was the the genesis of that was so, just trying to like program fills across different you know tracks or whatever that's neat i like that um i will say that i did just look up the long winters um and apparently uh during or um uh Start your sentence over, Althea. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie was in The Long Winters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, as was um, Brian Young from Fountains of Wayne. So, oh, like, okay. Yeah. So, you know, things connect. Yeah. I'm not wrong in thinking that sounds like a Death Cab for Cutie song. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Good ear. So, ah, go me. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Congratulations on the whole album. It's great. Thank you. And I like it a lot. So, Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, now that we've been doing this for two hours, I too need to like, I don't know, go eat something. Yeah. But um, <laughs> do, you have, uh, do you have anything you'd like to, uh, I don't know, get out there, throw out into the world? Um, no, I just, uh, I guess if, if anyone's listening to this, who isn't as familiar with me, uh, I'm on Twitter at choose Robinson. I don't post very often, but if I do anything of note artistically, it'll, it'll be there. Yeah. Um, I try He's to a take good a follow. I promise. Thank you. Um, I, I try to take a do no harm approach to posting. Yeah. I, I figure if I tweet like six times a year and none of them are bad, then I'm doing my job. Yeah. You, you get um, the occasional good joke in like, thank you. Thank you. You know? Um, oh, I also want to, I also want to plug the new fish tricks album yeah fucking great and i i don't know fish tricks is somebody that i feel like i am the you for fish tricks <laughs> or i want to be 
I don't think I have the follow through that you have because I didn't start a podcast and have him on it. But oh. I, However, I am obsessed with uh, with with him as a songwriter, and he's incredibly talented. Uh, so here's a fun fact that'll absolutely date this out al- or this episode. Uh, there is an episode of this podcast about that album that came out today. Oh shit! Sure. So, yeah, this is great news for me. Yeah, and not uh, I mean, <laughs> much less the the listener. I now I have something to listen to while I eat lunch. Yeah, so uh, that'll yeah. Be, that's fun. That's fun and good. Uh, you should also <laughs> go uh, go buy Fish Tricks's album, but also this mm-hmm. one because this one's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, also, another... uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This was just, oh like, yeah. I I very much enjoyed talking to you. This was I yeah. I had a blast. It's always a pleasure, shoes. <laughs> so um, yeah, now I, I got to start working on my next album so I can come back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could also do the thing how most people get onto my podcast and coordinate a cover comp. Hey, you know, that's not nearly as hard as people think it is. No, it's not. And Alex is uh, to mention Alex again, has an idea for one that he really wants me to to spearhead. OK, a, a, well, a shared a shared musical interest of ours. I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. I don't know okay. why, but yeah. Yeah. I've, I've <laughs> In case been, we don't follow through. Around. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for, oh, uh, end credits, things for me. Um, uh, the theme song to this is by Baby Tyler, tsfoss.bandcamp.com. I think he's on tour right now, too. Oh, sick. Um, I, I don't know that specifically. I just know that someone in one of the discords was like, hey, so I'm playing a show with somebody who was in a band with somebody else and tag baby Tyler in it. So nice. Um, I'm bad at knowing these things. Uh, talk about someone else who is very talented that just makes a genre of music that I don't super listen to. Um, but uh, I feel yeah. like baby Tyler's kind of his own genre. at this Yeah, point. baby Tyler. His last album is, is, is a hardcore album, which made me go like, I could get into hardcore if I tried. <laughs> um, and then I thought you shouldn't have to try to like things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, tsfoss.bandcamp.com. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AE Pergacus. If I said that I was going to link something and I didn't, please bother me about that. Um, this is Seeker Insensitive. Uh, if you are interested in um, getting your music covered or if you're if you want to make music and are really afraid of doing so and want to shout into the void at like eight people who uh, will appreciate you. Uh, let me but know eight, and I'll add you to our discord. So. Eight really excellent people. Yeah. They, they provide the value of like 80 people at least. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to bullshit you, but they will be real nice about it. So Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, someday I'll come up with a sign off, um, but I don't have one. So uh, I'm going to go <laughs> eat something later <laughs> that's the new sign off yeah I, I think on the last few i went with go with god um which is also <laughs> very funny um i like that yeah so uh go with god everyone